Welcome back, everybody, to Conversion to Christ podcast, where we dive into many different subjects about the gospel of Jesus Christ. But most importantly, we dive into individual stories about how they found Jesus Christ in their own lives. If you want to support the channel, we have a Venmo at conversion to the number two Christ. All of our videos and audio goes up on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify for podcasters, and Instagram. So go check it out. Let's get into this next episode. Okay, well, welcome back, everybody, to Conversion to Christ podcast. Today we have an awesome guest. His name is Daquan. I met him, well, okay, I'm going to give a little background first before we start. I messaged his wife. Well, that sounds kind of <laughs> a little <laughs> odd, but I didn't. I messaged his wife because um, she was selling actually these wireless headphones on Facebook Marketplace and she had seen my po- my podcast from Facebook, and I think she said she felt kind of prompted to give them give these headphones to me for free because she wanted to support, um, you know, spreading other people's conversion stories. And I thought I was talking to him, and so I was like, "Well, like, <laughs> thanks so much, bro. Like, thanks, bro." And then I'm assuming she knew I I thought it was I was talking to him, and then she was like, "Yeah, like, no." So then after that, I was like, "Uh." I was like, dude, like, what's your story, bro? And then she was like, well, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member, but my husband is a convert. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was just calling this girl a bro the whole time. So that was pretty funny. But long story short, um, this is my first time meeting him. And I, I know nothing about his story. And I'm super excited to hear it. And I don't know. I'm, I'm super stoked. But will you maybe give, like, a little introduction, just who you are? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um well, first of all, um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how things work out. Um, yeah, like you said, my wife talked to me about um, how she sold you those, and all of a sudden we're sitting here, and I'm going to share my my story with you. But um, yeah, my name is my name is Duquan Thompson. I go by Quan. Um, I'm born and raised in uh, Bellflower, California. Um, I lived there for about seven, eight years and then moved to Las Vegas. Um, and then lived there my, most of my, my life. And then, um, yeah, man, I'm just a normal, cool. a normal guy. Now you're living here in Utah. Yeah. Where, where is this? What is this? This is from? Farmington. So we're in oh, Farmington. Yeah. yeah. And my wife is from Kaysville. Cool. She's awesome. a, she's a Davis dart. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah well, cool thing about. Daquan is that he played college basketball at Dixie State, Dixie, yep. and I played college basketball at Southern Virginia University. So you know, that we're gonna have to ball up. And, one yeah, time, and, and when know? I and when I asked you, I knew there was a <laughs> I knew there was a connection there too. So let's go. This is great. No, yeah. this is great. So like when it comes to conversion stories, you can just start from the very beginning. Yeah, if you want. and it's okay if it's long because that's what people yeah. want to hear. You know, so. Yeah, if you just want to go ahead and start. Cool. Yeah, I um, so I I was uh going into high school. Okay. I was adopted into a Mormon family. Oh what? Yeah. So I knew nothing about the the religion. Um, they weren't active. Okay. And they today's they still aren't active, but the dad went on a mission. Um, you know he served in I think it was Peru. Um, but yeah, going into high school, I was adopted by them. My, my, um, at home life wasn't good. 
With them. With with my blood family. Oh, with your blood family. Blood family, family okay. in Vegas. So, um, yeah, just growing. I'll, I'll just tell you about growing up uh, in yeah. Las Vegas. Um, I've seen I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Um, mom, drugs. Uh, you know, drug dealing and gangs and you know people getting jumped and yeah, I was shot at growing up when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. So I've uh, you know I've, I've I had a rough rough upbringing, but I mean for the most part, my mom always provided. No matter how she got it done, there was always food on the table. There was clothes on our backs, so. Dang. I mean, she did what she had to do, you know what I mean, to, yeah. to provide for us. So, Do you know that song, um, Dear Mama? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. That's what it reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, some of those lyrics, yeah, that, yeah, that like, hits home. Absolutely. Literally exactly what it sounds like. It's like she provided for yeah, them, but she was like doing a lot of illegal stuff, yeah. but she still provided. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever she, like I said, whatever she had to do to, to, you know, provide for her kids, and she did that, and she was... You know, I called her, she was Superman to us, you know, because yeah. no matter what, I mean, she always had a smile on her face. She always, our Easter's were great. Our Halloween's were great. You know, we, we, we lived like regular kids, you know what yeah. I mean? And we didn't know. The deep stuff. That we did, Yeah, on. we didn't really know, you know, we were happy. We were, fed, like I said, fed. Um, yeah, just being a kid you know what i mean and um i do remember us moving a lot not in the same house i remember gas going off you know sleeping in the dark for a couple days and yeah and all that but like i said we were we were happy and she did her thing and so i you know i applaud that and yeah i'll always love her you know what i mean so sure yeah so so from so you you jumped in saying you you, more, you moved in with a Mormon yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you move in with them? Yeah, like, so I can, I'll get on that. Um, I played with, so they're, they're the Little Fields, and I love, from the bottom of my heart, they, they saved my life, and I can't be, you know. What did? the? They did, the Little Fields, the family oh, that took they, me in. Oh, their last name is Little Fields. Little Fields, okay, yeah. Cool. So they... they they provided for me too and they you know they healed a broken heart they healed you know they healed me and um like i said they weren't really involved in the church but we we would go every now and then like yeah. her her uncles would take us or the little fields the uncle we would go with with him to church sometimes and and so i so i you know i kind of knew about it but anyway um so the little fields going into high school i played basketball with the son Okay. Is that how you originally knew them? Yeah. Okay. So going into traveling teams before high school, I was playing with, his name is Landon. Okay, cool. He's my brother. So played basketball with him. We were traveling all the time, and we were always together. Yeah. Me and Landon were, was always together. And um, one day they were just like, you know, your situation's not good at home. You know, we don't like... You know what you're seeing won't you we'll take you in so you know we got that done papers were signed and i lived with them for high school 
before, even before before high school, but high school going, you know, yeah. for now, they're, they're, I definitely consider them my family. So, How did your, like, do you have siblings, first of all? Yes, how yeah. Did, how did your siblings and mom, like, feel about that? And that's, you? yeah, that's, it's, uh, it was tough. My mom hated it. Yeah. Because, um, like, I'm, I'm her son. Yeah. She didn't like that, you know, I was giving credit to the Littlefields. Yeah. You know, she raised me. She didn't. She didn't like that. And, and my siblings, they they didn't really, they didn't really care. You know, yeah. they, I was going after my dream, playing basketball. Yeah. Um. So they, yeah, they they didn't really care. But my mom took it tough. My grandma was fine. They talked to the Littlefields today. Everything's cool. But yeah, that period of the adoption process was it was tough. It was tough for my mom. Yeah, I bet. It was tough for my mom, but um. I mean, what can you do? You know what I mean? They, the Littlefields, they. Wanted to help you. They helped me, man. They helped me a lot. A lot. And to this day, they still, I can't give. I love them. They're they're a great family. Yeah. So, So, dang, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So then from you moving in with them, like, were there little bits of you learning about the gospel while you lived with them? Or was it not really? Yeah, not really. Not really. Um. I know that the dad, I know that Daryl, his name's Daryl. I know that he went on a mission and his mom and dad, Daryl's mom and dad, they, they got back from serving a mission. They're older. Okay. So, um, just like a senior couple. Yeah. They weren't really involved and I, I didn't really, you know, yeah, I wasn't really, I guess, looking for it either at the time. For sure. Yeah. Um, just had my head in basketball. And that was it. Twenty four seven was basketball, so we didn't really. Yeah, it wasn't really around. Yeah. So, like, with this with this family, you knew that they knew, you obviously knew that they were Mormon, right? Yeah. But you weren't looking for it. Mm-hmm. Like when growing up in your own family, did your mom believe in God, or like were you Christian yeah. family? Yeah, and we did. We I I grew up I grew up in in a church. Okay. We, we yeah we went to church absolutely. I I. Uh, I feel like I've all, I always put God first, no matter what. And um, and he he was always part of my life, and I always prayed. I always, my mom would take me to church. I, I even had a friend in Vegas, not Landon, but um, it was junior high school. I would go to church with him, and yeah. so uh, God's always uh, yeah, it's always been in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know where I would be without. For sure. Having him in, in my life. And, you know, there were nights where I wouldn't see my mom for weeks. Yeah. And I would get down and I would get down and pray. Yeah. Like, why come home? We need you. Like, why is this happening to us? Please help us, God. And, you know, I, I would I would get down and pray and talk. And yeah, that helped me through those tough times. So. Dang. So. Were there any times growing up when you were with your mom that, like, you look back now and you're like, holy crap, like, God totally helped absolutely. out? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There was, um, I'll never forget this. Um, it was, uh, I think it was around a Halloween one year, and we didn't know where mom, we didn't know where mom was. Yeah. 
So we're asking, we're outside playing. We're, you know, I'm asking my brother and sister, where's, where's mom? Have you seen mom? Yeah. No, we haven't seen her in a couple of days. And um, I had been gone playing basketball and with Landon. And yeah. them, so they haven't seen him. In were you the oldest? Second oldest. Okay. Second oldest, yeah. Um, I guess I didn't really talk about my siblings, but oh, yeah. we can get on that. Um, yeah, so we're, I'm, I'm asking, you know, where, where's mom? And a couple hours go by and we see her. We see her. We, she's, she comes home, yeah. walks upstairs. And um, I remember walking in the room, her room, her door was closed, walking in her room and she's sitting on the bed back turn and she's just fidgeting just fidgeting and she's curled Damn. i'm like mom like what's like what's going on and she had done crack that night yeah and i will never forget the feeling i felt seeing that she just clenched tight and just it was yeah i'll never forget it but um i think that night kind of that that shook me and i will never forget I'll never forget that night, but that, um, I think that changed a lot on my perspective of how I need to, I can't be around this. You know what yeah. I mean? I can't, I can't be here while this is happening. I have a life to live. For sure. So that's when things really took off with the little fields and, and all that. So, Dang. yeah. So at what age did you and your siblings like realize what your mom was doing? Like, cause you said it was, it was good, but like, yeah. Um, did you realize? I would say junior high. Okay. Junior high school. So probably what is that? 12, 13. Yeah. We kind of realized. And I had best like, I said it before. I had basketball, man. I was I stayed after school with my coach in junior high, and you know he even knew things weren't good at home. So we would stay after yeah. do my studies and shoot some hoops and practice on things. So and I would get home late to avoid not yeah. going home. You know what I mean? So, so do you think like was it basketball that helped you stay away from? The life your mom was kind of absolutely. living in, like yeah, absolutely. I don't know where I would be without basketball too. Um, yeah, we were traveling, like I said, traveling teams with the little fields. So I was never really home. Yeah, I was always. I had a basketball in my hand, so we were traveling a lot and Dang. gone. That's cool. So yeah, I, and I think I don't know. I think I think um, that could have. You know, God could have, could have been saying, you know, let travel, go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, stay away from this because you don't need, you know what I mean? You don't want to see yeah. that. For sure. That's I the feelings I, I I felt, so. For sure. Yeah. I think probably also the spirit touched you a little bit that night when you saw your mama like that. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I got to, yeah. you know, I don't want to be around. I don't want to get involved with this Absolutely. whatsoever. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Dang. So, how's your relationship with your mom right now? Good. Yeah, it, it's good. She, she's she, she's changed a lot. I mean, she still does, you know, her own her own things. Her own like, things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not. You can't tell her, you know, what to do. But yeah, I, I like I said, I love my mom. You know what I mean? I she she like I said, she 
she took care of us, you know what I mean? She took care of us going, she did her best. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And I love her for that. That's, yeah, we still talk. That's good, man. Yeah, there's still a relationship there, so. So, you said that when you saw your mom kind of fidgeting, she had just done crack, right? right. And that kind of hit you. Were there other times, too, where, like, you knew God was protecting you? Like, or your siblings? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. We, we, um outside playing as kids we would see people getting jumped and guys rolling through with guns and being smacked up the side of the head with yeah. a getting pistol with curb stomp yeah dude it, it yeah wild wild stuff but there was always something that kept us away whether that was grandma coming to get us and going over her place timing timing for sure there was always it was always timing it was it's the most bizarre thing now that i think about it but just somehow like somehow yeah timing you didn't get hurt or right anything. just yeah moments you know what i mean yeah so. yeah that, well one thing i believe in is like i of course our church we believe in the pre-mortal life and yeah. about you know who we were in the pre-mortal life and if some of us chose to use our agency to further progressing in the gospel in the premortal life and, yeah. and if we want to choose god or not mm -hmm. right and i think it, it blows my mind that like someone like you is born into a situation like that but somehow ends here like ends where you are right now yeah and it's like why i i asked the question a lot why doesn't everyone end up where you are right now All right um because if if we were just like any other church's beliefs where everyone was just blooped out and they're all given the exact same opportunities and kind of like then everyone would choose the exact same right. way and and get it out of the yeah. life where you are here now yeah but i think in the pre-mortal life you you wanted to do what you're doing now which is you wanted to follow god right right and that's why you're here right and so does that have you ever thought about that like why why did i make it out with not being oh, hurt yeah. without being like in a yeah dude i yeah i i tell so I got my patriarchal blessing, mm -hmm. and in that it says something of, along the lines of "Go spread what you've been like." You know what I mean? Go yeah. spread what you've been through. Spread it to yeah. the youth, yeah. something like that. And For sure. How cra how crazy is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I come from really nothing. I would say and. Yeah. I'm put here, you know, I have, you know, the gospel now in my life. I have a beautiful one-year-old, my wife. Yeah. And um, Mary Ann's been a huge uh, blessing in my life. With Mary the, Ann's with, his wife, by the way. Yeah, my wife, with the church. And, and yeah, going, um, I mean, we can get on this, too, when it's time. But um, there was when I first got into the church and baptized and Mayor got hate. Mayor got hate on Facebook. What? Yeah, dude. Like this he's not doing it for the right reasons. Like Did it have anything to do with race either? See, and it did. It ended up being a race thing with this guy. She went to high school with this guy. I don't know. Oh but my. <laughs> he's not Is he doing it because he, you know, some Yeah. You know what I mean? Dumb. Just stuff that's not and I and we got that all the time. Like, is he doing it for the the right reasons? And is yeah. he doing it? And I, you know, absolutely, I'm doing it for the right That's reasons. That's crazy, bro. Um, 
I want to get on this. My brother, so what, I don't know if you're going to ask the question, but what saved me, um, how I turned to God yeah. was um, my younger brother passed away eight, nine years ago. Okay. He was murdered. Dang. Um, I was working. I got the call from my mom, um, my sister crying, yelling. I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, what's going on? He's gone. He's gone. Somebody, somebody murdered him. He's gone. And what? that week, month felt like I had nothing. I was gone. I, I, lo- I locked myself in my room for five, six weeks and didn't eat. Rarely slept, and this the the moment I knew I needed something was that moment. Yeah, I needed something. Like something was missing in your life. Something almost? was missing in my life, and I think I'll continue the story. So the the day he was murdered, I I worked in Prim and up, up up at the Nike. Prim is the I think it's the state the border between. Vegas and California. Prim. Okay. It's on the way to California. Okay, cool. But um, it's this little mall I worked at out in Prim. And when I got the call, I run out, going to, get to the car. And when I run out, the Littlefields are there. They got the call before I did. What? So they're opening their arms. We're all crying together. We hop in the car, drive back to Vegas. We get to the house, to the Littlefields house in Vegas, and Prim and where they live wasn't far. It was like 20 minutes. But um, So we get there, and there's a chair in the middle of their living room. um, Coach Daryl, I call him Coach Daryl because he was my coach growing up. The Littlefields dad. Yeah, Daryl, his dad and his uncle had a chair in the middle of the living room, and they... Gave me a blessing right when I got into the house. The chair was sitting. They said, sit down. Sat down in the middle of the, the living room in the chair, sobbing. And they gave me a, a blessing that, that yeah. day. And that, I knew. Yeah. I knew. I, ne- I needed that. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it saved me, man. The, that that's when I knew I needed it. That's when I knew I needed it. What? I so it kind of surprises me because they weren't crazy active, right? But so did the dad give you the, the blessing, the coach? Yeah, the, not his dad gave me the blessing, but Coach oh. Daryl was in the circle. He was in the circle. Okay, and then the but oh, because the dad is the one who just got off. Yeah, the too, so he's and like, even his brother, Coach Daryl's brother. Sorry, this is confusing. Coach Daryl's brother, uncle. Yeah. Um, Uncle Scott is what we call him. Okay. He actually gave me the blessing. Okay, cool. So the grandpa, Daryl, and his uncle were there yeah. to give me the blessing, and the uncle gave me the blessing. And and of course, I'm assuming you weren't opposed to it because you're just like your brother's help me. Absolutely, like, help me, please. Yeah. Any way you can help me right now, help me. Oh my gosh, man. And That's... it and it did it it. I was calm. Mayor called me that right after the blessing, and she um. Yeah, I'll never forget this call, too. She called me and was like, she's sobbing, and I I heard what happened. I I love you so much. Um, You will see him again. Yeah. Kwan, you will see your brother again, no matter what. 
And that that that's a big part also of why I joined this church to see my brother again. Yeah. In the afterlife. So for sure. Say no more. I was that that comforted me. That's all I needed. Yeah. I will see him again. So I mean two things real quick is <clears throat> one what's crazy about you talking about your patriarchal blessing about sharing your story like and then somehow god lines up this where you have the opportunity to share your story to like you know hundreds thousands of people which is like so cool right yeah and then also like other churches and other doctrine they they teach that you know someone who hasn't either repented of their sins or accepted jesus christ before they died or going to hell right right and it's like our our church's like doctrine is so it makes sense it's like so like amazing right it's it's crazy to me that other people can't see that which people are starting to see right yeah so many people are are realizing that this plan of salvation is just like dynamite when it comes to like doctrine it's so amazing absolutely like someone who hasn't been as strong well i actually don't know what if your brother was strong or not in, in the gospel, but mm-hmm. say someone who wasn't strong in the gospel died, most of their churches would say he's going to hell, right? Right. And our church, we believe in such a loving Heavenly Father that's like everyone will get the opportunity to hear the gospel, feel the Spirit, and choose whether or not they want to follow right. it, right? Yeah. And I I think for me, and especially for you, like that's like the most amazing, comforting thing in the world. It's huge. Like, yeah. It's huge to me, so... Yeah, absolutely. And I um I got to bring my brother's name into the temple? The temple. No way. Yeah, dude. I got him uh What's it ba- called? Did you do baptisms yeah, for him? Yeah, I and did then... the baptisms for the dead and Have I you got done endowment or anything for endowment? him? Endowment. Yeah, man. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, dude, he's 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 up there waiting, so. Dang, so Oh, well, we gotta okay. So we gotta get into that real quick before you yeah. continue your story. Yeah. So how how was that? Like, was that a special experience for you to go Crazy. baptize it him? Was. And then it was, and I had um. Wait, real before you start. Yeah, yeah. So those who are not members of our church. Yeah, I guess I didn't. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's a good thing to yeah. explain. So those who are not members of our church, we do something in in our temple, which is the Lord's house. It's just like in the Old Testament, New Testament, there was temples built for worshiping God, right? And we have our temple nowadays, and we do something called baptisms for the dead. And it's for those who never had the chance to accept baptism here on earth, because, right, Jesus taught that you have to accept um, baptism to enter into the kingdom of heaven, be baptized of, um, of spirit and uh, of water and fire, right? And so... If they haven't accepted it here and been baptized by true authority, then we will baptize them for the dead in the temple as a proxy baptism. And it gives them the opportunity in the next life to choose whether or not they want to accept. It's not a forced bab- forceful baptism, but they have the opportunity to accept mm-hmm. if they want to, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, how was that? Like, Powerful. I really bet. powerful. I, um, my... Who got to go? I think it was, um, so going in, so we were, me, Marianne, we were part of her dad's ward. Her dad was the bishop at the time. Okay. Up in Kaysville. And I had a ton of people, not a ton, I don't want to make it seem like, but I had a lot of people helping me. I had a, um, 
you know, Marianne's dad's friends helped me along the way yeah. to teach me about stuff. And I got really close to, his name is Kurt, Kurt Harris, I think. Um, Marianne's dad's friend, he actually had the opportunity to to do it for me. So it, it was, yeah, it was powerful, man. I So he baptized you and you were the proxy for your brother. Uh-huh. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it was, yeah, it was powerful. I, I'll never forget the feeling I felt in there. Just the, like I said, the feeling of knowing that I'll get to see him again is, yeah. that was it, man. I walked out of there like a new it, person. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I bet you were flying, bro. It like, was great, dude. It was great. Dude, those moments are like the ones that I live for. Of just Because we're going to continue to have those type of spiritual experiences throughout our life. Yeah. Those are the things I just continue to like strive for to get closer mm-hmm. and closer to Jesus Christ. In the in the eight years that you have been baptized, because mm-hmm. you talked about how when you were baptized, there was some, you know, like her her high school friend had sent some racist stuff to right. you, right? And then also, I'm sure you just grew up kind of having, <clears throat> I mean, race being having people being racist to you was kind of a normal thing, right? And Talk about that eight years in the church, how it's been like being, even in Utah, especially because you talked about how like you're the only black dude within like miles probably. The only, the only I mean? one out here. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I, yeah, at least I feel like that, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thick skinned. Like I, I don't yeah. let, I really don't let that bother me as much, but I, it's it's here. You know what I mean? It racism is not it's not dead. Um just a couple like a year or two ago, I was driving up to uh driving up to Ogden and I was actually going to get to speak to children about what I'm doing now, my story yeah. and desktop traffic. Um and I look over to the right and this hillbilly guy, this hillbilly hick, yeah, has his window rolled down, and he's telling me, "You don't belong here, nigger. Get out of here. You don't belong in Utah." So it's, you know, the stuff like that. You know, you you think you know, it would mind. rattle. <laughs> yeah, right. It would rattle rattle me, but no. I, it's just a part of you know what you know. Yeah. How you know how I am and I just don't let that stuff get to me but being in Utah I mean it's it's you know it's everywhere I I people don't have to say much when you walk around I can see it on their faces yeah you know I, you know what I mean and that that's not that's not all of Utah you know what I mean but it's definitely definitely out here and being in the church I'm the only black one in my ward but um at the end of the day, it's all about we're all one. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and I sure. think the big thing about being in the church and having God is God teaches love and God teaches, you know, spread that love. And it's, you know, race should not, shouldn't take effect in that, I think. But. 100%. Yeah, I agree. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is like the only thing on earth that can really separate 
race and like not let us see skin color. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. when we're when we're close to the spirit, that's the last thing on on our mind. Yeah. Right. And like I was talking about earlier, when when you're in the temple, like it's it's such a strong, insane feeling Absolutely. during certain times, right? Like when you're baptizing your brother, mm-hmm. like you or being baptized for your brother, yeah. like you that feeling was just insane Couldn't like you're not think you, you, you have Couldn't last thing it. on your mind is race right. or or what's different about us all right. you care about is helping others see the light of christ mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent. so when you were growing up too did you experience racism like just because you were you grew up in las vegas, las vegas right? yeah and and no because it's so it's so diverse out there you know yeah. what i mean um coming here though it's it's definitely it's been a change absolutely yeah. it's been a change but i like I said, I don't look at, I'm not out there going to find it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not looking at, I'm just, you know. And having my child, and that's another thing you got to think about, you know what yeah. I mean? Raising him out out here. Yeah. You got to take that in effect too, but. um, Is that like a good or, like, I'm sure there's negatives and positives, but like when you're talking about specifically race, mm-hmm. is that what you're talking about? Like when it comes to raising your son? In, in your right. Life? And teaching them. You know, you, you want to teach them um, skin color doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. 100%. Exactly. You know what I mean? It For does sure. not matter. So It's scary, though, I'm sure, as a father, thinking, like, you don't want your son to experience what you've experienced. Like, right. Like, having people say certain things to you, like that hillbilly dude. Like, what? <laughs> like, Yeah. It. Wait, tell, tell him about when you're, the guy in your ward. What? What he came up and said to oh, you. Oh yeah. So yeah, just I mean, just an older older guy was born wasn't born in, you know, he was born those time, way back then. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was <laughs> Yeah. You know, they didn't probably accept black people back then when yeah. he was around. But he yeah, I don't know the guy. Guy comes up to me and just asks me what part of Africa I was from. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at him and said, "No, I'm not not from Africa. I'm from America." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's just it it, and we talked about it earlier. I I think it's just educating yourself yeah. on it. You know what I mean? And yeah, and knowing when to not say certain stuff. I yeah. don't know. I don't I don't mean to laugh at some of these racist things, but it's so silly to me. That, that, right. that stuff happens. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind, actually. Like, Still alive, man. I, I think it's, like, I was telling him earlier, it's like if I, if a black person went up to me and was like, what part of Europe are you from? I'd be like, like, my ancestors? Is that, like, what you're talking about? Like, right. I'm, Amer- I'm American, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's so interesting. And it, and it really helps me see, like, point of views when I'm, like, for example, we all have different stories and we all have different ways of how we grew up and and it helps me really understand like your side of things and your point of view where I can be like, Hey, we, we didn't experience the exact same thing and I can't be ignorant and say like, Oh, you, you haven't experienced any racism. You know what I mean? Like, and I think some people do claim that nowadays where it's like, there isn't racism. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you haven't lived the way I've lived. Right. And there's, and it's, and like I said, it just, it's just some people were raised different you know people don't know better people yeah. don't know certain things so yeah like i said educate educate yourself 100 percent. there there's this dude staying with us and 
he is from Africa, but he's staying with my family because my brother and him serve missions together in Africa, LDS missions. And he's staying with us right now, going to school and getting a job. And he talked to me about, like last week, literally talked to me about how racist like people were to him. And he was pretty empathetic towards them. He was like, they probably just don't understand that they're, that they're being racist. Um, I'm, some people do, obviously. Like the guy yelling at you in the car, like he knew he was right, pretty brutal. Right, racist, but I get what right? you're saying. Like some people don't know how far they're taking it. You yeah, know what I mean? like for example, he was talking about how he was on a date with a girl and the girl asked him if they had alarm clocks in Africa. And he was like, like, obviously we have alarm clocks in Africa. And she was like, really? You have alarm clocks in Africa? And like, like that blows my mind. I can't believe she asked him that. And then right. he also talked about how, like, this is, this is extreme. I don't know who this was, but he said that an old, it was an older lady. I don't know if she was maybe there in the head, but she came up to him and was like, do you have any like, like slash marks in on your back from whipping from in Africa, like from Africa? And he was like, "No, like what? Like, like what do you say to? Yeah, yeah it's, like, what do you say to that? Yeah, that's I tough. I don't know, man. Like it's it's crazy how real it is. And I like I told you earlier, I think I'm like the most ignorant person. I don't think I'm the most ignorant person because I lived in Virginia. I saw like racism, but so you, yeah, when, when yeah, it comes right. to Utah racism, I'm probably so ignorant when it comes to knowing about that because I, to be honest with you, I didn't realize how prevalent it was in like black people's lives, like your lives. Yeah. My sister-in-law, she's, she, she's black and same thing with her, like old men will come up to her and be like, can I touch your hair? Like, can I feel what it feels like? And she's like, no, that's creepy. Like, you, it's just that's, hair. It's hair. Yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? It's yeah. like, that's really weird. And if like an old lady came up to me and was like, can I feel your hair? I'd be like, or like an old man too came up and like, can it's, I feel your hair? It's strange, right. It's really weird, yeah. yeah. And so, not to give up, not to get too optophic, but I think a lot of people need to hear like, that it is a real thing. It's like even in Utah among church members, like it's a, it's a real thing. And the dude that's staying with us said the same thing that you said. That, that like he can just feel it when people look at him because right. they'll be like they won't look at anyone else the same way they're looking at him, and they stare at him and and won't say anything either. It's right. like it's very awkward. And, and, and like I said, it's it's just edu- educating yourself. It's yeah, you know, God teaches love. Um, and like I said, I'm the only black one in my ward, but I don't really, I don't, I don't look at it like that. You know what I mean? I love my ward. I love the people in it. And I go about my Sunday. You know what I mean? I don't go about my everyday, really. I don't yeah. really tunnel vision. I don't really look at that well, until it's like brought you. up to me, somebody yelling, you know, stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to not think about it. Right. yelling in your face. You just got to have love, man. That's it. Yeah. So going off that point, there we have a we have a we we have many many black general authority in our church, but there's yeah. one specific dude who I don't know if you've seen that church video, but he's the dude who like grew up in like super ghetto New York, then moved to Hawaii, played basketball at BYU Hawaii, um, and basically he gave a talk talking about how he became the first black stake president ever, like in oh. America. And then he had a member come to him, a white member, okay. come to him and was like, 
here's my temple recommend. And he was like, why are you giving me a temple recommend? He's like, I can't sustain a black person in priesthood. Like, and he gave it to him. And then he like responded in love and was like, he handed it back to him. And he was like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you two things. One, like you need the temple more than anyone. Because if you're, if you're trying to overcome, if you like have this feeling toward me, and you need to go to the temple more to have the Savior in life to overcome this weakness, right? Absolutely. And he's like, two, I will help you every step of the way for you to get to know me and know that, you know, I'm just like you, right? And the dude, like, with hesitation, accepted it eventually. And now they're, like, best friends, like, wow. really, really close. And he I've told I've never he, heard that story. It's cool, dude. I'll send you I'll after. have to check that out. Wow. He, he shared that story in a BYU devotional. And I listened to it, and I was like, I think that was another time for me it started to like hit me, I was like, that's so interesting. Like, to, to have that guy have somebody say that to him and then him, you know, say the stuff he did and yeah. accept and just say, you know what? Here's this back. Yeah. Take the time to know me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's huge. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, what was crazy is he married a, a white girl, right? This, this yeah. black sick president. Uh-huh. And... That's another reason he couldn't like sustain him. He was like, "You're black, but also you're interracial marriage." And like, I don't believe that. Mm. And so, very interesting situation, right? But but apparently, in the at the end of the talk, he talks about how they're really close now, and they they ended up like hugging each other. And then when he was released as stake president, he like hugged him like bawling, like the dude just wow. through through the through the atonement of Jesus Christ was able to get get rid of that weakness and that prejudice and like absolutely loves his brother you know what i mean like it's crazy those who don't have like these big crazy conversion stories for example yours is very big and special i would say where it's like whoa like that's a really cool story that you're here now and like a lot of people i think would say like i don't have that story i just kind of have been straight arrow kind of followed Mm -hmm. my parents path and i believe it's true but i haven't really strayed away and what would you say to people who say like I need a I need a big story or I need to like test sin or experiment with sin to know what's wrong? Like, what would you say to? Those I don't people? think it should get to that point. Honestly, I don't think somebody should say, "Let me go rob a bank. Let me go, yeah. you know, do drugs for, you know, to like know what's wrong. To know what's wrong yeah. and to do right. I don't think anyone should should get to that point. I think it's we all have our own story, you know what I mean? We all, you know, come from certain places and get to certain places. I'm just, it's just how I was brought up. It was how my life went, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm, um, I say, I, I told one of my friends this, I wish, I kind of wish I was, you know, born in the church because I, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm still, I'm still learning a lot. I'm yeah. still learning every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, you're in church and you're hearing people talk about different stuff, you're like, I, I'm sitting back like, I don't know enough. Yeah. So I, I, I wish I had that, but at the same time, me coming from where I came from and not having much to where I am now, I mean, I, that's, what, that's what's, you know, that's what's gotten me here is, yeah. is the trials, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't take away... Any of that, but to to answer your question, I don't think anyone should. Just, your story is your story, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should change. 
Yeah. Well, so the person who actually asked me this question was my sister, and she's very, very strong in the gospel, has always been, you know, never really strayed away, and went on a mission, got home, got married in the temple, Yeah, has been, you know, just amazing in that sense. But she was talking about how she listens to some of these podcasts, and she's like, this is like so amazing, and they're like so brave, and they have like such an amazing story, but I don't really have that. And so I feel almost like less, less as a person in a sense. And I'm glad that we're talking about it now because I think a lot of people may feel similar to that. You know what I mean? Like they never really had this like big fall away to where it was like such a big comeback. And it's like, I'm so strong now, you know? I I just, I I really don't think it's something to, I don't know, sit here and brag. I don't know, sit here and talk Mm -hmm. about, I'm not, not saying I'm bragging. But, no, for sure. I get what you're saying. Though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's something that it's some it's it's a it's a something I, that I, I should be sh- I should be sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that you know um, to sit here and brag about. You know what I mean? Like, she should love the life she's living and her bro- the way she was brought up. That's yeah. Like I said, we've we've had we just all have different routes God put us in. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. I think I like how you said it's like nothing to brag about. I remember when I came home from my mission and confessed and and then repented and took my time and came back. Yeah. So many people were like, You're so brave, like you're so courageous. No one no one comes home from their mission and goes back. Like, that's so amazing. And to me, every time I heard that, it felt so like wrong. Like I was just like I'm just doing it because I love God and I want to be. Yeah, man. I, yeah. You know I, what I mean? Like I'm I, behind you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I didn't feel like I needed any praise. Actually, I felt more like, like I didn't need it at all. Like it, I didn't deserve it. Almost like I just wanted to be right with my heavenly Father. Right. You know and what I, I mean? And I have Marianne tells me all the time, you should really, you know, share your story. People want to hear it, but I don't. I don't tell it to. To, like up yourself, to like, up myself, yeah. And I hope if some, if people are watching this, I, I don't want anyone to take that out of this. This is not to sit here and make myself look all big and bad. This yeah. is for I did this. This is my life. I'm sharing with you. Yeah. And it's it's a blessing you're here because I'm sharing with you, and I think um, it's it's I'm doing this for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And I hope people see that. This is not for me. I'm not sitting here telling people the story because, you know, I was it's all guns like, and look drugs. And look what I've done. Right, look yeah. what I've done. It's not, it's not about that. This is not why I'm doing this. Yeah. It's because I have a story. I want to share it with people. And and hopefully it help, it helps somebody someday. For sure. So. I think it's the same with, like, Alma the Younger. Like, in the Book of Mormon, he was a prophet who, before he became a follower of Jesus Christ, he was called by God one of the most vilest of sinners. Like, he was leading people away from the gospel. He was doing evil, evil things. And then had a change of heart and became one of the best missionaries of all time. Mm. And then you have Nephi, who's the exact opposite, who was faithful and I will go and do from the very beginning. Like, never never strayed away from God and was the only one in his family who was always 100% faithful. Like, even Lehi, who was the prophet at the time, 
became doubtful at some of some of the times journeying journeying through the wilderness. But Nephi never stopped. Right. And so you have two people that have completely different stories, but their end goal is the exact same. Exact same. And that's all we need to care about. You that's know what it, I mean? Yeah. Like it's if I'm talking to someone who's a straight arrow edge per edge person who has never strayed away from the gospel, but we're both here believing in Christ. That's all that that's matters. That's all that matters. You know what man. I mean? Really. That's all and it's yeah, just make sure we're on that straight and narrow. We're you know, we're there. It doesn't matter how we were brought up. If we're there, yeah, doing what's right, that's all that matters. Yeah. One hundred percent. I know, I I agree one hundred percent. I think it's very important because I think a lot of people think about that sometimes. Like yeah. I don't have this like big story. And I don't think you need it. I really don't. Right. And I don't think you need to ever experiment with sin to know what's wrong. And We've talked about many times during this interview that the spirit testifies of truth, right? right. And that's that's how we can know what's true in this world because there's so many opinions. And it's the same thing with sinning. We don't need to go to sin to know what's wrong. We need to go to the savior. We need to go to yeah. the spirit to ask God, is this right or wrong? And he can Tell us through the Holy Ghost that it is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what's so cool about the principle of we don't learn from sin, we learn from the Spirit. Right. Right? And like trials help us grow, but a lot of people face trials and they don't end up where you are right now or where I am right now. Right. You know what I mean? Some people choose the exact opposite and end up in a really bad life. Right. And so we can't give credit to like, oh, the the like the trials and the sin made me who I am. It's like yeah. No, that was a big part of your story, but you chose because you have free will to turn away from Absolutely. the evil, the yeah. not good part of your life. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit taught you along the way that you don't want to be there anymore. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I hear a lot of people talking about how like the sin was the thing that made them grow. And I was like, well, I think it's more your your free will and the Spirit led you away from that because right. you felt it was wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, going in the right path of, yeah. To get sure. to where I am. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm assuming you told me earlier that you and your wife were sealed in the temple. Mm-hmm. You were right. You were married in the temple. And for those who are not members of our church, we just like how other Christian churches get married in 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 you know in churches, right? We as Latter day Saints get married in the temple and we make a covenant, a promise, a two way promise between us and God, us, our wife. And God, that we will always remember Him, that we will follow His commandments, and um, we will put Him first in our lives, right? So we do that in our our temple. And I kind of want to hear about that experience. How was how how that was the be- the best day of my life? I think that that moment in the room when we got sealed, I will never forget. And I was telling you that looking up and seeing, I don't know how half of the people got in the room, but it was like I don't know how some of the people made it to the day because no, I didn't. We didn't really. Like, I mean, we sent them yeah. out, but yeah. we, I, I know <laughs> there were some we didn't send out to people, and they were there, and it was so, so special and so like the spirit was so strong in that room that day. I will never forget how I was feeling, and I just looking across and seeing Marianne, my wife. So special, and then looking, seeing her, and then looking around and seeing 
my friends and family and you know I could feel peace and I could feel God there with us and the whole room we had the whole room just bawling. it was it was amazing I'll never forget the day and walking out of the, the doors. those doors with you know we have our hand right it was it was amazing and seeing everybody out there was I the spirit was amazing amazing so cool I'm so excited for that day, future wife. Are you listening right now? I'm so excited. Invite. I know. He's coming. You need the invite. Absolutely. This guy's my brother now. Absolutely. I said it before, and I'll say it again. This is meant to be. It's a blessing. I'm happy you're here. You know, having this, the interviews, and I love to see what you're doing. Like today, you sent me your channel, and I watched two, I fell in love with your videos, and I. Truly appreciate what you're doing. I love what you're doing. You're spreading love and spreading blessings. So, yeah, thank you. Bro, thanks so much. It's yeah. like such a, hopefully, you know, your story can just touch so many people's lives. And what's cool is that not only are these type of stories helping other people strengthen their own testimonies, but like my own testimony every single week when I do these episodes, like it's helping me stay strong and and having the spirit in my yeah. life and so thank you bro like it's absolutely like, i'll say it once and i'll say it many times like it, it helps me so much hearing people's reasons why they believe and i think you're like i'm telling you when i heard the part of when you had that blessing when your brother died like i felt the spirit so strong like yeah it was really strong in the room just because that was the time it, it kind of touched my heart because i went through a really really hard time too where i finally turned to god and I received a blessing from my dad when I was just in the lowest time of my yeah. life. And he said some things in the blessing that I just didn't think could happen, and they did. And it was the same thing for you. You were, like, vulnerable. You were humble. And you were just like, I just need. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to take it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hell, I, I, sitting in that chair in that living room, I, I needed it, man. And it was it, – in my mind, I've said, I, we already talked about it, but I remember walking through those doors around that corner to that living room and having seeing that chair in the middle of that, that room. I was like, this is, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go here and I'm going to sit right there and take yeah. this. I'm sure when Changed. you look back at it, bro, it's like so meant to be. Like that, that, that Absolutely. image in your mind of just like seeing that chair around the corner, you just like, it felt right almost like yeah that's crazy. everything just that whole day everything leading up to that walking out of work and seeing they were right like right there ready to grab me and yeah it just yeah it, it was um turn of events for sure that's when i knew yeah absolutely while i was driving up here i was thinking of like a question because I prepare for each person right. of some things I want to ask and one thing well to be honest with you I didn't know anything about you or like knew anything about your story and so I didn't really have anything to prepare but I yeah. felt like well any I mean I can ask this to any black person in the church because it is a controversial topic for mm -hmm. blacks in the priesthood yeah and how in the late 70s they were allowed to have the right. priesthood, right? How has that been for you as like a member? Has that ever bothered you? Has that ever like what do you think about that? Like 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, I've had Mare talk to me about it. I've had her dad talk to me about it. And I've heard. Um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm, I don't feel any, I don't feel bad. Yeah. I just love, I, I just love that we're accepted now. Does that make sense? For sure. Um, and everybody wants to be accepted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're. And I, I think that it's important to to accept everybody. And being part of the church and being able to go in there and take the sacrament and all that, I'm just happy I'm part of it. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Like, I, um, you know, I, going to the church – Hopefully one day we'll I will see, you know, I'll hear a black person up there, but Oh, like another um, one? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But um yeah, man, I don't really I don't feel any way about it. Like I said, I just love that I'm where I'm able to go in there and be a part. You know what I mean? There's like yeah, for sure. I think that's awesome. I, I was gonna ask you this too. I've heard other responses of black people in the church saying, like, I, I wasn't there at the time. Like, I, right. I don't really care because, right. like, I just can't deny how I feel and I know this is true. And so yep. it doesn't yep. really matter that much. Doesn't is that kind of how you yeah, feel? Yeah, it doesn't too? matter. It doesn't matter. I know how I feel. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And then also with this topic, there's usually two arguments of why that happened. And this is interesting because I've actually never had this conversation with another black member mm-hmm. of our church um, about this because it's kind of a, a little controversial topic, yeah. you know what I mean? But I, this is kind of cool. I get to ask like you. It's like, I, I mean, we're both human. It doesn't matter. Right. But like, I can't really speak on it because, right. you know what I mean? There, there's either two, you know, arguments who someone says the prophets made a mistake because that's, I mean, prophets make mistakes all the time. They're okay, human, yeah, right? yeah, right. Prophets make a mistake and they don't allow blacks to have the priesthood. Brigham Young made that, right? Right. And and then um, later in the seven, like nineteen seventy eight, they were allowed to have the priesthood yeah. again. And people say, "Oh, the like Brigham Young made the mistake," and then all the prophets after just kept it because they thought Brigham Young received revelation, but really they just made a mistake. Because the reason people say that is because Joseph Smith was giving black people the priesthood, like. All the time, and so it doesn't make a lot of sense that Joseph Smith gave black people the priesthood, but then Brigham Young like made it so they can't have they it, can't, right? Right. But then other people's argument is that the church wouldn't have grown if they would allowed blacks to have the priesthood back in the day because the way that blacks were treated, and so like if they gave the blacks the priesthood, people wouldn't join the church because they already either thought they were like should be slaves or lower right. class. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I don't know if you've ever thought about that of like if it was maybe a prophet's mistake or do you think maybe it was supposed to be this way like yeah see it's I an don't, interesting it's an interesting conversation I like I said I I'm still like learning For every sure. day about stuff and this is like deep church this history is so deep. this is like <laughs> this is deep like I've never but <laughs> I've never thought about that and I don't really I don't look at it like that like I don't look at it as he did this wrong or yeah. you know shaming us and stuff no i don't i don't i don't see that maybe i'm different 
I don't know. I just don't go down those paths. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I focus in on loving everybody, treating everybody the same, and that's it. That's 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 it. I don't really go down dark holes like that. I don't yeah. know. I don't really I don't try to get into all that, but it's good because a lot of the reasons people leave our church are because of secondary reasons. For example, they know the Book of Mormon's true, they know the prophet's a prophet, they know that Jesus Christ is their savior, and they know that God is their loving mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. But then all of a sudden they find out that like Joseph Smith had this many wives and they're like oh it's not true but i'm like but you already knew the book of mormon was true right why does that matter the little thing you found out that all of a sudden it switches yeah yeah, right and i never understand those reasons of why people stop believing because if the foundation is these big main things but then you find little things behind it it's like why does that bother you like it makes me think of something how long it's been going on. I don't yeah, know. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it all it goes back to how you feel. How you know, how mm-hmm. the spirit has made you feel, you know, yeah, in your life, you know what I mean? Um I don't think certain things for me nothing will change how I'm feeling. Nothing will change my mind. Yeah. This is how I am. I'm a part of this church, and if I have God, that's it. That's it. I'm. I'm. It's. I'm simple. It's. You talked about how like you just can't. You can't deny what you felt no. and seen and, and experienced. Like mm-hmm. it's not possible for you to be like, yeah, I experienced all these things, but and like then all of a sudden, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It just doesn't add up to me. I don't know. I, like I said earlier, Joseph Smith said the same thing. When people would doubt him of his vision of seeing God and Jesus Christ, he was like, what do you want me to say? Like, this is just my truth. Like, I literally experienced it. Do you want me to deny what I know to be true? Like, Right. I'm not going to, you know, this is how I feel. I don't care what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what you think. This is how I feel. I like how you said, too, that, like, you wonder how long it's been kind of stirring in their mind. For someone who like because it can't it. right because it can't just you know what I mean automatically just happen like a second you know what I mean like yeah I think also people because in our church we have high standards like they're they're very high like yeah. we can't just do what we want like God has certain standards that He puts in place for us to be safe and not to go deep in sin right some people might say like. Like some people might be annoyed of that they can't drink coffee or they can't drink tea or right. they can't go drink with their friends or they can't do some drugs like like smoking weed or something like that, right? And then that stirs in their mind of like, oh, we're restricted. Like, oh, like, and then then they find reasons to put the church down to be able to feel okay about sinning. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I think goes on right. a lot of the time. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And I and it. I think if you know. How you're feeling again, and you're firm with it. Yeah. I don't think anything should rattle you. Really, nothing should make you want to like li- live, live how you want to live. Do what you want to do. Make your choices. But if you, if if you know, if you want to be, if you want to live that life of you know, healthiness and there's road, there's stuff you have to do to live right. You know what yeah. I mean? 
And that's sure. what, you know, I think being in the church, it helps me every day be the best I can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going by the, the stuff we need to do. You know what For I mean? Sure. And like I said, I have a four-year-old. My four-year-old sees us. Mm-hmm. I don't want him, you know, you got to set an example. So Yeah, for sure. Well, before you end, before we end this uh, podcast, I want you to give some advice to the people listening, um, whether it's your testimony or yeah. whether it's you talking to people who are investigating our church specifically mm-hmm. or trying to find out if God's real in their own lives, like what would you say to them? It's honestly hard because I'm not going to sit here and tell people, you know, go follow the church, get in there. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm new to this. You know, I'm new to everything still. I still feel, like I said, I still, I'm learning. Um. And people should live their own life. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But for me, I was raised, I've lived a hard life, you know, and like, but like I said, my mom, Littlefields, I've been, I've been blessed with family around me and people around me that have helped, but I've always had God, always, no matter what. And I know in my heart, the feelings I felt are real. My situations, my trials have helped me with that, and God has helped me with that. So, I, I mean, like I said, live your life. If you feel a certain way about the, you know, the church, that's, that's your opinion. But I know it's all about feelings. It's all about love. And if you, I think if you believe, you believe. It's, it's, it's. It's what's in your heart. So follow your heart, right? Follow follow the feelings follow the that you feelings, feel. Man. Yeah, absolutely hundred percent. I go behind that. Follow your feelings. Yeah. Don't let people tell you, you know, they're doing this because certain stuff. No. It's a hundred percent real with me. Yeah. So if you feel that, go with your heart. It's all about the you know, spirit. I have an interesting question for you yeah. before we end. Do you think that anyone can be happy in this gospel? Like, do you think, or do you think it's individualized? I, I obviously have my own opinion about it, but hearing from what you kind of said. Do I think anyone can be happy in this gospel? Yeah, yeah. Do you, like, think that it's specifically for only certain people, like you, for example, or do you think anyone can be no. find peace in this gospel? I think anyone could. Why not? Anyone could. I've... Uh, um, you know, I've had, I've, there's a friend, I had a friend in college, he, you know, low of low, but he's happy now. He's married, happily married, more than I've had friends that fall out, but find their way back that are happy. You know what I mean? So I think it's for everybody. Yeah. I think it's for everybody. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I think that everyone in this world is just trying to find what makes them happy. Yeah. I think that's. Our purpose on earth is everyone is trying to find joy. And Satan brainwashes people and and making people think that money, worldly things, sex, uh, drugs, alcohol, partying is what is going to fulfill their happiness Mm -hmm. and the joy joy they're seeking for. And they just keep 
trying to find the next thing and it's not fulfilling. Like that's why there's addictions, right? Because right. they start with, well, for example, they start with porn and they, or drugs, right? And then they realize that, okay, it hasn't, it fulfilled it in the moment, but I need to do it again. Right. And I need to do it again. I need to do yeah. it again. And that's why addictions happen is because Satan convinces people that those things will fulfill their heart, but it never will. Right. And like what I'm here trying to tell everyone is that the only thing that will fulfill your heart and fulfill your human needs is Jesus Christ. The, literally the only thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you can attest to that too. 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, after, you know, having my brother go and all that happened to me, happening to me in my life, yeah. Jesus, for me, was the only way for me, so. Dang, man. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Oh, bro. absolutely. I, you know, before we had to take two, I, yeah. I was telling, I want everybody to know this, you're, you're amazing for doing this. Um, keep spreading the love, keep, go out and get everyone's story, dude, seriously. You're, this is great. So I, I appreciate you coming here, driving and. 30, 40 minutes to come see me and um yeah, it's I'm I'm blessed to get to know you, man. So oh, I appreciate yeah. the opportunity, honestly. I know I'm excited for just us to be friends now yeah. too. Like it is really you're like such a cool dude. And sometimes like you might interview someone that you don't click as well with, but like we have a lot in common and yeah, like man. we have a pretty like low key have similar parts to our stories where all I cared about was basketball for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't have any open heart to religion, really. I always believed in God, but, like, it wasn't crazy where I was, like, devoting everything yeah. for God. I just, I was really focused on basketball and wanting to be, like, a pro one day, you know. And it's crazy that we're both here, had played basketball, and our life has completely shifted to where, like, basketball is not really on our mind. It's, like, our family and God, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And this is what <clears throat> this, this is, what, is what brought us here. <laughs> Microphones and now we're weird, yeah, bro. man. Microphones yeah, brought us God here. God works in freaking yeah, mysterious brought us ways. Here. Well, this was Conversion to Christ podcast. This episode was super awesome. It kind of sucked we had to do a take two, but I really believe that it was needed, and there were things that were said in this part portion that there wasn't in the last one. Absolutely. And those who are listening, just know that. We love you and Jesus Christ can fulfill your soul. It really can. And yeah, we spread, will see you. Spread love. Yes, sir. We will see you on the next one. Bye bye. Hey, that was pretty good. That was, dude. That was.